Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the PBL Project Blitz. In this episode, we interview Brittany Tinkler, who is a third grade teacher at Southport Elementary School. Brittany talks to us today about a project called Keep Indie Warm that she did with her third grade students that involves a lot of um, community involvement and giving back from her kids. This was something they did um, in the early winter months when it's starting to get cold and kind of leading into holiday season. If you like the music on our podcast, this is a song called Waking Up by a band called Attaboy. You can check them out on Spotify. The link is in our show notes. Enjoy. Welcome to the PBL Playbook, brought to you by Magnify Learning, where we equip teachers with project-based learning tools today so they can engage and empower their students for the future. This podcast will give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom, just like you, and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. Now, here are your PBL Playbook hosts, Josh and Andrea. Gotta find a better way. Tinkler, who's a teacher at Southport Elementary. She's been on the podcast before, but she's here today to talk to us about a project that she did with her kids called Keeping Indie Warm. Brittany, can you introduce yourself and um, give an overview of this project? So your community partner, the entry event, kind of how you went about this project? Absolutely. So as she said, my name is Brittany Tinkler. I'm a third grade teacher. Um, I teach at Southport Elementary School. It's a school located in Perry Township uh, near central Indiana, so Indianapolis. Um, Keeping Indy Warm is a project. It takes place um, just as the season's starting to get cold, so November and December, um, and also just in time for the holiday season when a lot of people living in the homeless community start to feel that sense of loneliness even more. Um, And where we're from, it's not rare for students to notice someone living homeless and to bring that to the attention and for that to be a natural conversation and something they're concerned about. So this project, students um, really become inspired to make a difference in the life of the homeless people within their community. And for the entry event of this project, students watch a relevant video. Um, It's an Amazon video. And it's a very inspiring commercial. If you just type in homeless and Amazon, you can watch it. Um, Promise you will cry. And then we start, you know, talking and bringing in community partners as well as other little just ways to breadcrumb and scaffold the entry event for students and get them to really just get even more concerned about a topic that they're already naturally concerned with. Um, And then as we continue rolling out, they um, develop a problem statement that, you know, our community of homeless people need our help, especially during the holiday season. It's cold where we live in Indianapolis. What are some ways that we can help them to not be cold, but also to not feel as lonely? And so then that just really develops into a really cool project where kids um, this past year um, decided to make blankets, um, which fit a lot of our third grade area and perimeter standards. So that was really awesome 
to yeah. incorporate some math within the project, but also um, they got to write some cards to go with the blankets to really take care of that lonely aspect that they were so concerned about. Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> such a powerful like example of how, how students like who otherwise might like have no idea what's going on, like when they see that person on the street, like can connect with it and then be able to understand like we can do something about it even if we're not, you know, you know, not adults. And so really cool project. Like talk a little bit more about the student impact. Like what you know, what things did you um, you know, how did students respond to this, you know, and, and you've got students who come from, um, you know, it's a range of socioeconomic status. So, like, uh, talk about that student impact and, and what Absolutely. you saw. Some of my students even, you know, have stories of their own of times sure. where they've been out of the house and, you know, living um, in tough situations where they're living out of a hotel or a mm -hmm. car even. So um, it really hits home, especially for some of those students which just adds to the diversity of the project, you know, and for us to have some relevancy within the classroom and that culture. Um, but the work that students produce in the project um, is always extremely high quality, and it's cool because they're motivated by that service, of providing that service you were talking about, Josh. Um, and it's well known that the high levels of of student engagement results in the high quality student work. So them being engaged within the project resulted in them doing a really great job. Um, and their work, it was relevant and meaningful. They shared stories of people in the community who they'd seen and known. We had open conversations um, about the homeless community and um, students also had a lot of voice and choice within their benchmarks. Each benchmark highlighted um, different student strengths, strengths, such as like being able to be creative, creating a new page um, for one of the stories that we read was one of the activities we did. We read The Little Match Girl, also would bring tears to your <laughs> eyes, um, where it's a, a young child who's living homeless and doesn't have a family, and she's trying to sell matches, and they were so upset I mean I had students in tears with that story that the next day I was like let's let's create a new narrative let's take the research that we've learned from our partnership with Wheeler Mission and um, we also partnered with the Indianapolis Fire Department so we had some you know really cool stories from them and things that they've seen and so we created a new page and that was really inspiring and we were able to share those with the community when they came in to help make the blankets um, but they also were writing and decorating holiday cards. So my students with their writing strengths were able to show those within their cards. And those were actually published by Quick Copy, Quick Copy Inc., another partner of ours who just does that work for free. It's um, actually my stepdad's company out of Florida. So he'll make really awesome copies of things for us when we're doing projects and mail them here. Um, and then they also were able to, like my, my more techie students, were able to make videos. We were on EAN announcements, and, you know, they made how-to videos to teach people how to make the blankets, and they were able to do a lot of research. So it was just very, they, they were able to take it into their own hands. So. It definitely sounds like it had a really big impact on your students, kind of no matter their background. They got to... Um, you know, have their eyes open to some of those situations. And then, like you said, play to their strengths and get to do something that they were interested in um, and, and have their voice in that. So what about from, from your standpoint, what was the impact for you? Why is this one of your favorite projects? And then maybe how did it help develop you as a PBL facilitator? I think that the Keeping Indy Warm project really impacted the way that I think about fitting um, 
parts of a project into multiple content areas. This was the first project that I rolled out where I was able to really fit in a bunch of standards. And for an elementary facilitator, you know, I have these students all day for every content area. So that can be challenging sometimes. And I think this was the first project where I felt successful in doing that cross-curricular, you know, integration of a project. They, um, it opened my eyes to being able to find more creative ways with now even more projects to find ways to fit in math standards. I think that's probably one of the hardest ones for me to um, naturally fit into a project-based learning unit. But this one, I was like, oh my gosh, well, if they're going to make blankets, what better way to teach them the area and perimeter standards Mm -hmm. that I need to cover as a third grade Mm -hmm. teacher? Like this really lends itself to that. Um, And that was the first time that I was like, oh my, I'm so excited that I found (laughs) like a natural fit. I didn't even have to think about it. And so from that, I've just grown in the way that I look at standards and fitting them in with projects that I have. And I've been finding ways ever since that realization to get more cross-curricular with every project I've done since. So I think that that was really eye-opening to me. And it was also just another piece of evidence that... When students are motivated and they're providing a service, I mean, that's larger than any academic strength I could ever provide them as an educator. Like, it's going to change their lives. Those are their 21st century skills. Those are what's going to make them hireable someday. People are going to see their character and see their hearts. And that's what this is really supporting, is growth in the type of people they're going to become. And just because they're so, you know, they're providing a service for others. Because of that, their academics become stronger too. They just have more connectivity to now when they see words like area and perimeter on on a state assessment, they're going to remember right away, oh, we made blankets for the homeless because they were providing a service. So they've got like real empathy to connect to their learning, which is powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah, it really is. And I think when you, I mean, you just look at what people remember about school is very rarely like, you know, I remember that lesson on the quadratic formula or on area. It's not that. It's the, the impacts you have, the field trips you go on, the the people you meet, the the adults that aren't your teacher who come in and, and, and have a guest, spe- you know, as a guest speaker. So I think the, the fact that with PBL and the work that you're doing in your classroom, like not only are they getting that experience, but then there's that service component where they're learning that like, okay, I see someone, you know, who's maybe less fortunate than I am. Like, how can I help them? What what things can I do to support the community and, and just make it a better place to live for everyone? I think that's, I mean, that's huge. And so, um, you know, maybe tell us a little bit more about that community impact. Like what, what you know, you mentioned the different organizations you connected with, but what was the community impact uh, for this project? I think that it's always inspiring when you've got young students doing something for others, that that in itself, it, it's eye-opening to the community members who are involved. But we had um, our partnerships, one of them that I mentioned was the Indianapolis Fire Department, Um, And it was really cool to work with them because through Wheeler Mission, um, our partner Steve is his name from Wheeler Mission, he taught the students that the Indianapolis Fire Department has a lot of runs in the winter on people who are living homeless. So then that made me reach out to IFD and see if they could kind of help us with this project 
they run into homeless people all the time. So why not have them be one of our partners who delivers the blankets? So they delivered the blankets to the homeless communities and they actually came to the event and helped um, the students make the blankets. And I think that when they left, they were just in really good spirit and they were inspired. They brought the fire truck to the school (laughs) um, to load the blankets up on and the students got to go out and see. And You know, that's just like another job opportunity that students are seeing for their for their mm-hmm. future lives. Um, even our partner from Wheeler Mission came the day that we made the blankets because he was so inspired um, and wanted to give back. He was like, you guys are giving, you're helping my job by making these blankets because I have to go out of my way and find people to donate all the time. So you reaching out to me and wanting to help me helps me with my job. So I wanna help you too. And I think that that's something, you know, to always keep in mind with any community partner you have. You act, you feel almost as a facilitator like you're putting them out asking for their help, but in reality, when you have a partnership, it's twofold. Mm-hmm. The students are helping them because they're doing something for them and they're helping our students learn and grow about jobs that they've never known existed and you know really close that opportunity gap. Um, for students and showing them what else is out there for them when they're done with school someday. So it's just really cool to have all those people to work with and for the inspiration to happen both ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that when we talk about uh, the gold standard of PBL, that's it when you think about community partners, right, is is a real partnership and, um, you know, both getting a benefit out of the relationship and they're helping the students, but then we're also giving back to the community and helping them and, and seeing those jobs. And I think that's incredible. So if you were to kind of reflect on uh, how you've done this project in the past, what kind of changes would you make going forward um, if you're going to do this again next year or if you were going back? Um, how would you use your reflection to, to adjust this project? Um, I feel like A change that I would make is the way that I had students um, share their research with people. Um, A lot of times we research things and it just turns into an informational piece of writing, but there's other writing standards that, you know, through looking at all the content areas that I do have to cover that I need to hit too. So I thought, I put some thought into it and thought I'd have the students write poems using the information that they gather from the point of view of someone living homeless to get that research out to the community versus just having them create like a flyer or a brochure. I think that that's something that a lot of people kind of fall back to in a project. It's always informational, informational, informational. But I want to push myself as a facilitator to think about what are other ways we can share information with people that is an inspiring way. So I think that's a change that I want to make. And then um, also, it's hard to raise money for the fleece to be able to go out. So I think as a team, we're looking into other ways that we can come up with the funds for the project. And that's just always something that's, you know, difficult thought process. So that's something else I would I need to spend some time thinking and revising for sure. I love that. I, I love the idea of like that writing a poem, you know, from that perspective, I think is, is huge. Like 
mean, we talk about empathy as a, a thing that everyone needs to develop, and especially as we're we're talking about younger kids. But like, it, we're in a technology society now, where you know, three people could be sitting at a table, like, out to dinner, and all of them looking at their phones and not really connecting. And so I think any chance you get to build that empathy and understand where other people are coming from is, is really great. So um, kudos to you for, for helping that, or st- helping start that at such a young age. Um, before we kind of wrap up the interview, uh, you know, we'd like to ask our guests kind of, you know, any closing thoughts or thoughts about PBL that you might want to share with our listeners that might help them in their own journey. Um, I think just don't ever stop thinking that there's not a way to include all kinds of different standards um, for students. And, you know, during a season of giving, this project gives students opportunity to experience joy in a real life way. And I think that a lot of project-based learning units can provide that same feeling of what does it feel like to give something and feel that kind of joy. If we can give students that experience, then they're not going to forget the academics that you covered in that either. Awesome. Well, thank you for sitting down with us and sharing your project today. Thank you for listening. Ready, break. Thanks again for joining Josh and Andrea for the PBL Playbook, where we give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom just like you and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. If you want to reach the pod, you can tweet at AskGIEBS, at MissB103, and at MagnifyLearning. Or you can email the PBL playbook at MagnifyLearningN.org with any questions, thoughts, or ideas you have. Also be sure to show Josh and Andrea some PBL love by rating, reviewing, and sharing the PBL playbook with other educators.